0: You're listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, a weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieskid, designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today I have another bonus episode for you, a discussion with Gary Sullivan about why should statisticians care about leadership and developing their leadership skills. This is all about leadership. And why do I currently publish so much about leadership? Well, because the Effective Statistician Leadership Program is up for enrollment. It stops mid-October, so there's not a lot of time left for you to get into this program, to learn about leadership, increase your influence, and get to a action plan to continuously further improve your leadership skills. This opens only once a year. So next time to get into there is September, October, next year. So act now so that you have the chance to be part of this outstanding program where over 300 other statisticians and data scientists went before you and become part of this community of like-minded statisticians who really want to hone in on their leadership skills. And now, some music. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today! further develop your statistical capabilities, with access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Head over to the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Hello, this is another episode of The Effective Statistician. Today, we are talking about leadership, and this will be actually the first episode in a series of episodes about leadership. And for the series, I have a special guest with me that has done a lot about leadership in terms of statistics and has great, great expertise here. And so I welcome Gary Sullivan. Hi, Gary. How
1: are you doing? Hi, Alexander. I'm doing great. It's uh, great to be with you. Always enjoy talking about leadership.
0: Yep. Very, very good. So as we are recording this, it's actually summer. And here in Germany, where I'm located, it's just started to rain, which is really great because it's completely dry here. But maybe you hear a little bit of rain in the in the background. That, that shouldn't kind of distort us from uh, speaking about leadership today. So, Gary, you have been in statistics for quite some time. Can you speak a little bit how you first got in touch with statistics and what has been your career within statistics uh, that far?
1: Sure. I took up an interest in statistics way back when I was in high school and decided to go on and uh, get uh, my bachelor's degree in statistics and went on to receive my master's and PhD uh, from Iowa State University in 1989. After graduating from Iowa State, I joined Eli Lilly and Company, and I worked there for a little over 28 years. I feel like I had the best of both worlds there because I spent about half of that time working as a practicing consulting statistician, supporting different roles in product development and discovery research, and then moved on into uh, management roles uh, within the statistics function. I came to, to understand leadership a little bit later in my career. So
0: in terms of your management roles, what kind of areas have you have you managed there?
1: So in the pharmaceutical industry, I managed on the what we call the non-clinical side. So I had a responsibility for statisticians in discovery research, in product development, and in manufacturing. Different pieces of those over the years in my last role, I had responsibility for all the statisticians in those three areas as well as biomarker research.
0: So a very very broad range of statistics where where people interact with lots of different uh, areas. So from you know very yes. different to let's say the, the usual phase 3 setting where you have a maybe a much more homogeneous group of statisticians yeah.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, statisticians that interacted with uh, discovery chemists and biologists who are trying to identify the next molecule in the pipeline all the way through to manufacturing statisticians who are working with technical associates and operations to make sure that our products are being manufactured and distributed with consistency and reliability.
0: Okay. So how did you came into touch with this leaderships topic for statistics?
1: Yeah, that's a, it's a really good story. Uh, back, I think it was in 2009, I was invited to attend a leadership program, a corporate leadership program at Eli Lilly. And I, um, right before I attended that program, our new vice president in statistics we developed a new statistics strategy with some different pillars to that strategy. And one of the pillars was leadership. And I was asked to uh, develop a leadership program with another senior technical statistician uh, within the company. And I went to the leadership class and I came back and we just sort of started from scratch and developed a couple different programs for our statisticians. At Eli Lilly, so that was kind of the the start of it, and and from there I went on to to teach, um, and facilitate different programs, and uh, those first few years I just became really interested and fascinated by leadership, and I guess I became what I now call a true student of leadership, and that I I view many things through a leadership lens and find lessons in leadership and a lot of different things I observe, um, in my work life and in my, uh, in my social life, in the community, everywhere.
0: Interesting. So, so as we are talking about leadership, maybe it's good to actually start with the definition of leadership. So, so like in every good statistics or math book, everything starts with the definition. So, so. What's your definition of leadership here in, in this statistics setting?
1: Yeah, actually, when we started our leadership program, that was actually the first thing we did was, was to uh, come up with a definition because we, we felt that we had to keep people focused on the same thing. Because when you hear leadership, people think of, of many different things. So um, I'll give you a, a most recent definition that uh, we used in teaching a class at the joint statistical meetings uh, last week. And that definition is to consistently deliver value to an organization or cause by inspiring people to take a specific direction when they truly have the freedom or choice to do otherwise. And I'm not reading that. That's kind of etched in, in my memory, again, because uh, I've, like I said, I've, I've thought about that definition a lot and uh, thought about leadership a lot.
0: Okay, so there's a couple of interesting words in it. So so the first kind of thing comes into this. It's about inspiring and it's about that people follow when they have the true choice to do something different. What do you mean by the second one? Can you give an example of what would then not be leadership?
1: Yeah. So, uh, one of the things that we tend to get into a discussion about when I provide training on leadership is the difference between leadership and management. Again, if that's something you haven't thought about, I think it's something worth, worth considering. If you think about management, typically it's about, uh, managing resources, uh, coordinating activities. There's even some things I've read where they use the word controlling. And when you think about leadership, if you ask people to to talk about leadership, they'll talk about words like influence and courage and strategic thinking and vision. And so the two are very different. So in management, when you talk about someone that has authority, in a sense, the the people beneath them maybe feel obliged to simply follow their direction.
0: So as a leader, you need to actually convince people rather than tell people?
1: Yes, e- whether, you, whether you have authority over them or not. I mean, we can get into sort of some some different sort of aspects of leadership, it's sort of sticking with the leadership management thing. So in, in a management role, you, you do have the authority sometimes to tell people maybe what to do, when to do it. But in the 21st century Um, employee especially those uh, in statistical roles or in other uh, technical type roles they're going to be motivated by wanting to be creative wanting to be challenged wanting to master certain things wanting to contribute at a high level and you you need to meet those needs as well otherwise if you're just simply telling them what to do they lose interest they uh, become demotivated they become less productive so I think there is in being a leader it's something beyond being a manager that you do have to in in addition to having authority over them you need to find ways to inspire them so that they can both meet the goals and objectives of the 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 organization that they're working for but also that they themselves um, are motivated and feel challenged and feel like they're advancing technically that they're impacting the organization. So I think that's why the, the inspire part and is an important part of being a leader, whether you have authority or whether you don't have authority.
0: OK. And so, so it's a lot about inspiring and influencing others. So if you think about you know, a statistician in day-to-day work, who is he inspiring? Who is he leading?
1: Yeah. So I, I guess there's a, a couple different types of statisticians. When, when we think of leadership, we probably immediately think of people in, in roles where they have responsibilities over people. So in, in my, the last half of my career, I was leading other statisticians and trying to inspire them and not in a day to day type of sense, but trying to identify the things that keep them motivated and challenged. Now, on the other hand, most statisticians, they're working as technical contributors. They may have supervisor responsibilities or they may not. And so they need to inspire those around them. Maybe they would be colleagues, scientific colleagues, people they're working with on teams, project management type folks, or decision makers and they, they're inspiring them perhaps to adopt a certain approach toward a statistical design or buy into a certain type of analysis. Uh, so, So in those ways, they have to inspire fellow team members, colleagues, collaborators to make those certain choices that they have the freedom to, to make or not. So in in that way, both types of roles, whether you're in a management type role or whether you're in a technical contributor type role, both roles have to inspire those around them in order to, to deliver value.
0: Okay. So it's really a topic for everybody, for every statistician, because kind of, We all work not in, you know, isolation just for ourselves. We all work in, in teams, cross-functional teams. So there's always something where our expertise is needed to set a direction to help make a decision. Maybe it's a team decision, maybe it's a management decision, but there's always some, some things that we need to help uh, so that others can
1: actually achieve something. I, I was going to say, several years ago, I think Bob Rodriguez, when he was the president of the ASA, was quoted as saying, as statisticians, our, our job is to get people to act on our ideas and adopt our methods, whatever the appropriate method might be. And in order to do that, that requires influence and, and influences a large part of leadership.
0: Okay. So if that is so important for people? If you you think of a statistician that wouldn't have these kind of leadership skills, the influencing, how would you call such a statistician?
1: Well, I think a statistician can still, they can still certainly feel challenged and add value without leadership. I think of a consulting statistician in the purest sense where and this is probably, I had experiences like this earlier in my career, would someone come and, and ask me if I could design an experiment for them or analyze some data. And, you know, you can do that and you can help provide them with what they need and help advance a cause. But in order to, if you think about things from a standpoint of wanting to advance whatever fields you're working and whether it's advancing the science or advancing the the production in, in an area, or advancing just the, the flow of information or insights, the the field of statistics is constantly changing. There are constantly new methods, new ideas, new ways of doing things that are brought about through, again, advances in science, advances in technology. And so as a statistician, in a sense by... By trying to convince people to use the the best appropriate methods, it it requires leadership. It requires influence, and th- there's more to it than that. But I, I guess that's sort of a simple way of of describing the maybe the passive statistician who just provides what they're asked to to do, and the 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 active statistician or the statistical leader who maybe provides what they're asked to do, but then looks for wanting to understand the bigger question and and maybe how they could do it better or what they might be able to contribute to do it more efficiently.
0: Okay, so, so an example would be, you know, a colleague from another function comes to you with, you know, data and says, okay, could you please analyze this data here for me and I need a p-value based on a chi square test here just do it and, you know, the, the the passive statistician would, you know, just run the software, give him the p-value, job done. Whereas the more leadership person would take it, try to understand the data and maybe come up with a different solution, you know, um, a more powerful solution to to come to the answer and would then try to convince the other person that that is actually a better approach than just a very simple test that uh, maybe that person uh, is coming up with.
1: Yeah, it could be that or it it might even be the person uh, when when they come to them with a data set, sort of digging a little deeper and saying, what problem are you trying to solve or what question is, is someone asking you and what bigger question are they trying to answer? So it's maybe inserting yourself a little bit more to gain a deeper understanding of the bigger problem or the big, bigger picture. And then you may find that, well, yeah, this data set is good, but maybe we can leverage other data. Or maybe you're you're not asking the right question. Or maybe we need to go about this in a in a different type of way. So I, I think those are some of the qualities or at least the beginnings of a statistical leader to want to dig deeper and and understand the, the question beyond the question.
0: Okay. So is that Already points us into a little bit kind of the, the benefits of the statistician of, you know, developing leadership skills. Could you expand a little bit more on this topic? So, so why should, a, you know, a technical statistician at the, at the beginning, you know, come out of this, you know, maybe passive mode and develop more of these leadership skills?
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good question, because I think some statisticians may look at it as well. This is how I was trained. This is the job. This is what I'm asked to do. I think in in any industry, but whether it's or any sector, whether it's industry, government, research, independent consulting, even academia. I mean, there's there's always sort of a. I mean, you're 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 working for an organization that that has um, a mission or or a vision is is trying to achieve goals. And as a a member of that organization, you want to do the best that you can to help the the organization achieve those goals. So at at the highest level, you wanna look for ways to to more efficiently deliver on those goals, to uh, deliver value, to be more efficient, to be more productive. And so I, I think there's a notion of always want to think about a better way to do things, a way to to bring greater value to the cause that you're you're a part of. And and if you want to do that, then that's about uh wanting to innovate, wanting to identify new methods, wanting to come up with new ideas and constantly improve upon the way that things are being done, or at least think about improving upon the way that things are done. So any opportunity to to influence or any uh, situation where you need to influence or you need to create change requires leadership skills, and I, I think that's the the, the reason that um, many statisticians are pursuing more leadership skills. And for those that aren't, why the, why they should think about doing it?
0: Yeah, I think this. This change is a very, very kind of fundamental term here because if things, if you don't want to change things, there's no kind of need to convince somebody or there's no need to kind of, you know, put a lot of effort into something because, you know, the ball will just kind of roll further and further and further. But if you really want to change something, being it on, you know, any aspect of the business, then you always need these leadership skills. So you know, mentioned just, you know, that in terms of training, people come from this um maybe come from this perspective that, you know, they're trained at university how to do certain tests, or, you know, statistical methodology, all these kind of different things. And and then they come into the industry with all the technical knowledge uh, of the statisticians? And when is actually then a good time to start with this leadership development?
1: Yeah, that's that's another really good question. Uh, I've gone, I think, back and forth on that. And I think there's probably no time that's too early. Uh, and I think it, it depends on how much, the, the question is how much time to spend on it. I think my thinking these days is that even in in graduate school or in universities, statisticians should be at least provided some understanding of of what leadership is and and why it's important, so they they should never sort of lose sight of it now. I think when when someone first starts in a professional role, yeah they should spend the majority of their time just learning what their responsibilities are, and figuring out how to do their job and and just to deliver value in a way that they're expected to. But I think after a few years and once that starts to become understood by the statistician, that then they need to think about, let start investing in their leadership. Uh, because ultimately, as you said, they're going to think of or they're gonna um, be presented with opportunities where they can do things faster, do things cheaper, uh, do things in a way that will deliver uh, greater quality. And they need to, they're going to want to do that. And in order to do that, they're gonna need to convince other people that they need to do things differently. So I, I think the answer to your question is, it's never too early. I think as, as someone's professional career goes on, they maybe need to invest more and more in their leadership development. And I'll say on the flip side, I don't think it's ever too late either. Um, <laughs> I, I think sometimes people, you know, in mid-career um, may may run into a bit of a wall or feel like they're at a crossroads or feel like I've done all the things that I expected I could do and maybe they're f- starting to feel bored or, or not challenged. Then I think the question is, well, what what more can you do? And in, in order to perhaps maybe take on a different role or re-energize themselves, they can think about ways where they can uh, create change for the better uh, for their organization. And that's again where leadership would come in. So I, I, I think even you know whether it's as early as graduate school or as late as fifteen to twenty years into their career or you know, places in between uh, that people can and should invest in their leadership.
0: Yeah, I think when I look across the different people, the different colleagues, also, you know, just beyond the my company, I see that those people where I have the feeling they have very good leadership skills, they just get things done much, much easier um because they can work much better with other people they can you know get things across much easier so if you have all these influencing skills and and um these things that you know are the foundations of good leadership uh, which we'll talk about in in the future episodes if you have all these everything will be much easier for you so you can get much more done in fewer time With less problems. So, so I think all these leadership skills, they put a kind of a a supercharge your, your day to day life. Whereas if you don't have them, you run into barriers again and again and again. And as you say, you know, maybe at a certain point, your career might plateau and you might even get bored because, you know, there's no change anymore and you don't see any kind of further possibility to grow.
1: Yeah, I agree. Maybe except with the part of it it becomes uh easier for people. I think I think people that are strong leaders, strong statistical leaders, uh they may they may disagree and say that well it's it's never easy, but it's challenging. Then they certainly have the, the tools and the skills to create change. Whereas in some situations, some people may not even have those tools or not even see those opportunities and may not even want to engage in trying to create a change. I don't know that it's ever easy, but I think it, it makes it challenging and interesting and more rewarding. And those are probably the things that motivate um, most statisticians to want to keep not not just developing their their technical skills, but developing their leadership skills, so they can continue to impart change and and create impact and and grow as as a not just a statistician, but a a business professional, a, a scientist, a researcher, you know whatever field they're in.
0: Okay, very good. That was a great kind of introduction into leadership and and what it means. Uh, We talked about, you know, why leadership is important, what leadership is. Gary, you gave a really nice definition about what leadership is, that it's, you know, inspiring and it is about influencing others so that they take action when they have the freedom to do something different. We talked about kind of what it is, why it's important for every statistician early in their career or late in their career, And if you don't have these kind of skills, how that kind of impacts your day-to-day life as a statistician. And I think on the flip side, that also explains where the benefits are. So Gary, thanks so much for this first episode and stay tuned for the next episodes with Gary on uh, where we go further into other aspects of this discussion. Thanks a lot. I hope you enjoyed this discussion with Gary. And really, head over to theaffectivstatistation.com to learn more about the leadership program and use the time that is left to roll for it up to mid-October. If you miss out on it, at least register for it so that you can be there for next year, you know, have the uh, be on my email list so that you don't miss out next year and if you're working for a bigger company maybe your company want to set up this leadership program if you have at least 10 people we create dedicated leadership programs for such companies as well this show was created in association with psi thanks to rain and her team at the will help with the show in the background. And thank you for listening. Reach your potential. Lead great science and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.